welcome to Victorious Living Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Young, and I'm so excited about today's topic, honey. Let me tell you. Today, we're going to be talking about the topic, let's normalize temple maintenance. Let's normalize temple maintenance, shall we? And ladies, I'm not talking about the temple maintenance hair on fleek. Face beat to the gods, nails on fleek, all that. That's cute. That's all well and good. Self-care, I'm all for it. But what is that temple looking like on the inside? How are you looking from the inside out? Let's normalize that. Okay, so you know with these cars, and I, honey, I'm not the person to talk about cars. I'm gonna give y'all my very limited knowledge on cars. And that's, you put gasoline in it, change the oil every three months, and it goes. That's about as much as I know about cars. <laughs> However, cars have maintenance schedules. They have maintenance schedules every 50,000 miles, every 100,000 miles, every whatever. There's these different checkpoints that they tell you when you get a car that you make sure to bring the car in for routine checkups. Now, what would happen if you decided not to follow that, to just kind of just gas it up and drive it and it looks fine to me, it's getting me where I need to go, so I don't really need to do those maintenance checkups. How many of you all know it wouldn't take very long before your car could potentially be irrevocably damaged, depending on how long you let it go without the proper maintenance. And newsflash, our bodies are no different. How am I doing with my temple? Now, this isn't a new concept for me. Those of you who know me personally, I have a fitness background. I was a certified group fitness instructor for five years straight. Even with being a fitness instructor, you know, after taking that year off, it was really supposed to just be, oh, just until I have the twins because I had a high risk pregnancy. So I couldn't do as much strenuous activity. And then when I gave birth to the twins, boom, COVID. And you guys know the gyms were all shut down. Everything was shut down for a season. But I decided right then as I was watching how COVID was affecting and they were saying the different target groups that were being, and I'm saying target groups, it was really one main target group, us African-Americans. We were being impacted by COVID more severely than other ethnic groups. Now, there's a lot of different reasons for this. Uh, there have been some studies that have shown a vitamin D correlation between people who are really, really vitamin D deficient and how COVID impacts them. And so being African-American, we have melanin in our skin and we live in America. So we're above the equator. We don't get a ton of sunlight, especially during the winter months, especially living in the Chicagoland area where I am right now. In the winter, you have to be very proactive about taking vitamin D supplements because 
our winters are hard and long, okay? They last forever. So we have to make sure we're getting our vitamin D. And there are other economic, social economic reasons for that as well. For African-Americans, just we're being in the middle class or lower middle class where we were more likely to be essential workers that were exposed to more people. So there was a whole bunch of different factors as to why African-Americans was so hard hit by the COVID virus in comparison to other ethnic groups. But another glaring factor was that because of socioeconomic factors and various reasons, we were more likely to have pre-existing conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, just the different pre-existing conditions that we as a people tend to have more so than other groups. And so we were ticking time bombs waiting to happen. And when this pandemic hit, it hit us hard, harder than it had to. And so I was reflecting on all of this because I had at that time high blood pressure and I didn't have high blood pressure before this pregnancy. This was an issue that developed throughout the course of my pregnancy. I had very bad preeclampsia, so bad to the point where it extended for a good three months after the twins were born and I was taking high blood pressure medication and all of that, it was a new experience for me. I knew right then that I did not want pill boxes and medications and numerous doctor's visits to be a part of my life. I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my temple so that going forward, that, that wouldn't be normalized. So I made the decision to do something about my health I got enrolled in the Travis Garza fat loss camps and I was able to shed 50 pounds during the pandemic thus far. And I'm still going, so I still have a target weight that I wanna reach. So yay, that was a good thing. I was very happy about that. And it's cool to be able to fit into some things I haven't been able to fit into in a while, but baby, let me tell you, aside from just being able to look great and feel great and have more energy, I did this. This weight loss journey for me was about living, living with long life, okay? And not putting my kids in a position where they would have to lose me earlier than they needed to what we do have control over is what we put on our fork and what the things we put in our mouths, what we're drinking. So temple maintenance, temple maintenance, like the analogy that I said with the car, you don't want to wait until you hear a noise to be like, oh, I should go get my car checked out. Now that does happen occasionally, but if you've been taking care of the car along the way, you've been getting those regular maintenance checks as you should, then the damage is not gonna be as catastrophic. And that's the same thing I'm saying to you all with our bodies. We cannot wait until we feel a symptom or we feel a pain and then decide, oh, you know what? I should go get that checked out. Okay, if that happens to you, do it, but make sure you're keeping your temple in check along the way. 
So it will lessen the likelihood of you having to be in a situation where you have to go to the hospital, where you have a big expensive medical emergency. So simple things you can do is drink water. A good rule of thumb is to step on the scale and whatever your body weight is, divide that by two. And that's how many ounces of water you should drink per day. You should at least be having 64 ounces or half a gallon a day, at least. A good way to get that in is to, and I wish I would have brought it down here with me, my water bottle. I have a 32 ounce water bottle. I made sure I got a tall, slender one because I had some bigger ones that were more bulky that you with a big handle that you carry, but it got a little too cumbersome to lug that around everywhere. And also it did not fit into the cup holder in my car. So I got a nice tall slender one. It's real cute, real pink and girly and nice. And that helps me know, okay, it's 32 ounces. I need four of these every day. So I'm gonna drink one when I get up and go to the gym. So by the time I get home at 7 a.m. from the gym, I already have 32 ounces of water done straight off the bat. So now I only have three more of those to drink before the end of the day, right? So a 32 ounce um, water jug, that's a good measurement. That's a, it's really easy. Uh, you don't have to do too much mathematics trying to count, ooh, how many bottles of water was that? 32 ounces, easy peasy. Another thing, get sleep. Get sleep. Try to get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Now, I know right now in this culture, in business, you know, you hear people saying things like, team no sleep, team no sleep. I grind all day and while y'all sleeping, I'm up grinding. Child, get you some sleep. Get you some sleep. That's all cute, but... Over time, if you continue to deprive your body of sleep, it's going to impact your health. It's going to impact your mental health, your physical health, right? So get sleep. Drink water, get sleep. In terms of food, a good rule of thumb is just to not deprive yourself. I don't believe in depriving yourself and never having a candy bar or having a snack that you like, but... Make that an exception and not the rule. Make it something that you do once a week. Like you have a cheat meal or a cheat snack on the weekends after all week of having healthy fruits and vegetables and all your different food groups and all of that. And getting exercise. Your body needs 30 minutes of exercise at least four or five days a week. 30 minutes a day, four to five days a week, easy to do. You can walk around. There's a video that I have upstairs that I've used for years, I swear by, Leslie Sansone, Walk Away the Pounds. You literally walk in place to the tempo of the music, you side steps, different things, but you're just walking. You're just walking in your living room, walking forward and back. She may have you take it to a light jog. Uh, she may have you open and close the arms, but walking. A nice brisk pace, a mile on that video takes about somewhere between 13 to 15 minutes per mile. And you can get DVDs where there's three miles or four miles or five miles 
So Leslie Sansom Walk Away the Pounds is a great thing to have in your arsenal. Also get you some five or 10 pound dumbbells. You can go to five below and get those for very cheap. So just having some hand weights and a good walking regimen if you can't get into the gym right now. Get you a workout DVD uh, and try to get one that's where your level of fitness is right now. The reason I mentioned Leslie Sansone Walk Away the Pounds is because no matter what fitness level you're at, you can do that. You can walk back and forth in your living room. If you start off with a workout DVD that is so extremely hard, it's like way up here and your fitness level right now is about here. The odds of you remaining consistent with that workout are pretty slim to none. You're going to do it once and then that video is going to be watching you. So get you something that's easy and then work your way up to more difficult levels. Those are some simple things that you can do to maintain your temple. Also, last but not least, before I close, mammograms for ladies. You should be starting to get those around age 40. If you have a history of breast cancer in your family, you may want to start at 35. Talk to your, your doctor about that, your gynecologist about that. Get your pap smears. Get your, this is ladies and fellas, get your dental visits, your cleanings done. These are different things that we should be able to do to normalize temple maintenance and not wait until there's a problem. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Live victoriously. See you later.